made it to order. I left the gavel in the other room. Uh, and we'll welcome all the guests. I walked out and saw this group of people and I didn't realize all of you were coming. But we appreciate you being with us today. And maybe we'll all learn something. At this time, I want to ask Mike David if he can give an invitation. Most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, as we come before thy throne at this time, we come as creatures to our Creator, thanking thee for the beautiful day that you have given us. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you would be with this counsel and the decisions that we make to be right in thy sight. We pray, Heavenly Father, for those who are in the armed forces, who are overseas, defending our freedom. We ask that you be with them, keep them safe from harm. Be with this city as we grow and for that we do the service that you have given us. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. At this time, we'll um, hold some discussion about the downtown revitalization project and who is prepared. Kenneth, you, Nathan. Okay. I'm going to start with the Northwest Alabama Council of Governments. Good to meet y'all. And appreciate you having us down and everything. What we're looking at is trying to go with the next step in the planning process. Of course, y'all have completed a CDBG downtown revitalization plan and you're implementing it through various ways that you've been continuing to your downtown development organization. And uh, what we're looking at is a possible CDBG grant, which we'll be having a public hearing on next Monday night, I believe, at 530. And, uh, but we'll have uh, more information about the project, but we wanted to kind of get the council uh, understanding kind of where we are at this point. Uh, of course, we've got Nathan Willingham with NACOG, who was instrumental in completing that plan. We also have Goodwin Mills and Cambridge, represented by P3, uh, Carson Nichols, and uh, and, and so we'd like to let them kind of explain a little bit about what we're looking at as possible project and think about some options that you have at this time. Without further ado, I'm kind of informal. Just let them talk about it. So we sit this over here. You can move that down if you want to. I'll tell you what, let me just lay it up here. You got to look at it. We have a uh, been looking at this entire area and developing some cost estimates on what it's going to take to, number one, handle the infrastructure, the stormwater, uh, water and sewer, what's down below the ground, and also a, more of a beautification, sidewalks, lighting, landscaping, brick papers. So working with Kenneth and Nathan and Ms. Annette, we've developed a couple of different cost estimates. I'm going to give you a copy of both of them. The first one is smaller area, a three block area starting at the school, going north uh, up to the courthouse square, basically up to the corner at the sports gallery. Uh, that was our initial project area we looked at. That's where a lot of your drainage issues are occurring, so that was our number one thing, let's just work on the drainage. That cost estimate also includes all of the beautification part, sidewalk, lighting, landscaping, that type of stuff. As, in addition to that, it also, and I may let Connie Garner speak on this, includes removing 75-80% of the overhead power lines. It does not eliminate all of the overhead power lines crossing that path. It eliminates all of them that are along that path, basically from the high school 
all the way up to the sports couch. There's some three phase lines, and you might want to speak to this, Ronnie. Yeah, there will be some three phase line crosses. Just the first block south of there from the sports gallery at the next intersection coming south. Three phase line that crosses right there. There will be no poles. There will be no poles there. But the three phase line overhead will still be suspended in the air. Everything else along that street from the sports gallery south to the front of the building. So the bus would eliminate all your overhead lines, poles along that route between schools. I have a question for Ronnie, and this was brought up to me of Justice Wade. Um, our cost is going to do the underground wiring, but what about the customer's cost of the, your, your automobile power customer that's along that line? Will they have cost as well? Actually, the, the design that I came up with was actually just relocating a lot of the overhead lines very little. Uh, well, actually, there was no underground at all. I was going to reroute some of the service entrances. There's, there's two meters uh, that is on uh, uh, Nelson Vincent's old office. There's two meters on that wall, and then there's uh, another meter uh, on a business. I don't know which business. I don't know business down there that is along that same street. And that, that total three meters that was going to have to be relocated. And so we were just going to those service entrances relocated to the back side of the building or coming from another direction. So there will be no, loca no, no uh, overhead facilities to serve those meters. Now, in that regard, as far as the customer service entrance is concerned, the key word is customer service entrance. It is their entrance. And so those costs would have to either be borne by the customer or the, the city or whoever is, is going to be doing those relocations. Uh, and, you, know, you could probably count on anywhere from $500,000 per entrance to relocate those entrances. Okay. Thank you, Ron. Mm -hmm. okay. After we got into it, and some aid from myself and Kenneth and Nathan, we realized we're taking care of three blocks from the south from the school up to the courthouse square, but we're not accomplishing anything around the courthouse. So we went back and looked at adding those three blocks, basically going a block north, a block east, a block west from the sports gallery courthouse intersection what it would take to do a larger project, basically accomplish everything. And I'm pretty sure it's everything in the downtown district plan. Is that correct? There's some, uh, the district plan is actually, I'd say, bordered, um, and of course the frontage is on uh, Bexar and military to the north and the east, and then it would be uh, 2nd Street would also be within the, the district plan. But this would be the, the heart of downtown there, in intersection of 1st and 1st at the Court Square. It'd be probably the, the area with the greatest overall impact on the downtown district. Okay. Basically, with this second cost estimate, same thing, infrastructure below the ground, water, sewer, storm drainage, improvements above the ground, new sidewalks, lighting, landscaping, relocating fire lines, same scope of what we talked about doing, just expanding from three blocks to six blocks trying to get everything in the heart of downtown. Could you speak with that drainage issue that's downtown? So we've got a in there now. We've been flooding some of those businesses yeah. at the intersections, Fort Calvary, in, in that immediate area. We'll be taking the drainage, and I think we had talked about this at the previous meeting, taking the drainage all the way down to the school intersection, turning west and dumping into a, an existing drainage structure you have in place down by the high school. 
Right now, I'm here. suggestion right now. Would you bring that and put it back up there? And you, would you come and point out why he's talking about at least talking so everybody can get a sort of a better idea of what Y'all need to move up we'll see this. Right now, all your drainage from downtown actually goes south and east and turns and goes across US Highway 43. And there's actually a drainage system underneath the bank drive through It dumps into a creek back and that goes down Lover's Lane eventually. Uh, because of the high cost of going back across 43 with a new line, obviously we can't open cut US Highway 43. We'd have to bore it. We looked at taking the drainage back to the west. Uh, this is the intersection of 4th Avenue here at the school. Taking the drainage back down to and tying in to avoid that possibly crossing of US Highway 43. Uh, we've looked at that drainage structure, that drainage system from there, actually all the way across 17, and it can handle a 50 year flood, which is what we're designing everything for. So, the second cost estimate you have, which is a little greater, includes all of those drainage improvements and all of the, all of the three areas. We've been calling it the cross, it's basically a four way intersection there. Includes all of that area. Uh, Kenneth, I think, is talking about maybe a CBG grant application for a smaller portion of that. Obviously, we're limited on grant funds that you can get for this type of project. Uh, but it, it is possible that it could break apart a smaller yeah. project. And you'll talk a little bit about fire protection and get, get down into specifics of what we're looking at here. We don't know a lot about what infrastructure is there now as far as water and sewer. I've talked to your water department and there's just some older lines and they really don't know what's there. So we've kind of assumed worst case, assumed we're going back with all new uh, new water lines, new fire hydrants, providing fire protection to all the businesses up and down this road, all new sewer lines. We may get into it and find that some of that's in good shape and we don't have to replace it. But this cost us kind of a worst case. Let's assume it's all bad and we've got to replace it all. But yeah, we'll be adding. Hydrants, and then your proposal there? Uh, okay, seven in the, in the larger project. Okay. And four in the small four and small. And there are currently just two, two that I'm aware of in the in the first street um, stretch the there. First and first. And there's another the west corner south. Yeah, one down south. Right. Fire protection impacts would be big, pretty significant. Mary, if I can talk about the grant a little bit. Okay. What what we're looking at funding, there's Oh, there's not as much funding, of course, as, as there's been in the past for various type of reasons with, with federal cutbacks and whatnot. But we're looking at the source of, of about $250,000 through a community development uh, enhancement CDBG grant. And what this is, we would we'd be addressing a slum and blighted uh, condition of downtown. And that was established by the planning document, so we would be actually implementing that to, to remove that. Uh, some of the keys to the application are, of course, the match money, the public support, which all have a tremendous amount of public support. You, you need uh, to be addressing, of course, essential needs down there, and you're doing that through that drainage problem that's been there for years. We've been looking at it, and the fire protection issue. But one of the key elements to any downtown revitalization, you know, you can make it as fancy and pretty as you want. If there's no other development happening, then it really is hard to sell the project and it's hard to make it go. We have, you know, I think you have a partner that's trying to do some of that development. I believe Wheat Ministries is, 
is involved in some rehabs, and there's other folks that are looking at some both too. So we're we're excited about this project. Nathan and I, from a from a, a development standpoint, that this this has some real possibilities to you know be something that really creates you know jobs and, and really redoes vitalize revitalize your downtown area. So. Nathan, do you got anything? We I just say, you know, there's there's three legs to the stool, and so to speak, and the city's infrastructure is a vital one, and that's why we're considering this project. But also, the citizen organization is another one, and the downtown organization is is moving at a at a really great pace toward establishing itself as an independent 501c3. And then the third one is private investment, and the existing businesses are a big part of that, as well as new money coming into the area new investment for redevelopment and, and Hamilton has all three of those and I've I don't I, with rare exception you don't see all three of those come together as quickly and, and as uh, effectively as part of the planning process as we've seen here in Hamilton so I think I've got some really great opportunities. Um, when we first started talking about this and I know Scotty brought it up at one of the meetings might be that when we get in here we'll do this in phases and it'll be the first phase is going to be not be pretty you know we're going to dig up the streets and we're we're going to make a mess down there probably before we get it back but when we got our cost estimates they included not only the underground problems that we have the drainage the sewage the water but they also did the uh, they included in their cost estimates the pretty part so when this project is complete, we will have the pavers on the sidewalks, we will have landscaping at the intersections, and we'll have uh, poles with lighting rather than the, the power poles with the lighting. We'll have decorative poles. So, you know, if we go with this, uh, it'll be the whole ball of wax. When we finish with the, this uh, phase of it, that part will be finished, whether we go with the the bottom part of the cross or the full cross will be finished with that part of it if we go with one of these proposals. There was some talk about just doing that uh, from the sports gallery south for one block at that time and then go to another one and another one. Mm -hmm. Is that still a possibility and an option? One problem you have with that, your drainage has to go the entire length of the project. If we fix the drainage in that north block, we we're tying into an old pipe or a undersized pipe, and we really hadn't accomplished anything. So we've got you know, we've got to tear the road up to fix the infrastructure, and it just makes sense to go ahead and fix it back right the first time, rather than patching. If you could do the drainage, and it would be a much smaller project, and it would alleviate the flooding, but in that process you would have to tear out and go past your water and sewer, and tear your roads out, go past your water and sewer, and you'd have to rebuild. And then you could come back at a later date and do a small project that would address any water and sewer issues that were there, but you'd have to tear out again and rebuild, and again and again, and that has a major impact on the on the adjacent business. You'd have a pump where you went down. <laughs> yes. Plus, you've got to mobilize uh, equipment. You've got to go through bidding processes. You have to go through the, the cost of of demolition and reconstruction multiple times. And overall, in the long run, if you break it down into very small projects, you'll have a much larger cost because you're paying those mobilization costs and the demolition costs at each phase. That's what I was going to ask. Would it not cost more to do it in phases in the long run with materials and as it goes going up uh, rather than doing it all in 
one lump project. Yeah. I mean, the larger the project, the more interest you're going to have, the more competitive it is to be. Obviously, the larger project you do, the and lots of times when you don't start or you don't finish what you start, and, and our whole purpose is to enhance that, to draw people in, to, therefore, you know, it's just a domino effect, you, you, uh, the revenue goes up when more people participate, and everybody likes to go to a place that's beautiful and scenic and nice looking, and I'm looking at these towns around us, and they're all doing it. So, I can tell you that Personally, my feeling, if we can come up with money, is that we do it at 10 to 20 years ahead. You can't just that's right. Just a year or two. Well, and and something that I would add to the conversation is uh, working with Kenneth and with Keith. What we try to do is to break this project into elements that each part is fully functional for the city, and then build it into a total project for you. Because of, of just what what this night said. Um, once you begin this process, once you once you do two blocks, there's going to be, I think, continued strong support for getting it all done. So you need to see the complete picture so that you can determine a strategy for it. And then the other thing that I would say is that, generally speaking, um, right now is a great time to be doing construction projects for a variety of reasons. Um, the economy has, has put some of these construction costs at a, at a lower rate than they have been in the past. Financing costs are lower. Um, and, and we are talking about creating jobs for several months for several people. I mean, that's probably not the city's primary concern in this project, but the costs of construction right now are more favorable than they have been in a very long time. And you'll be disrupted. You know, if you, if you face it, you're going to disrupt your businesses and people traveling downtown. So the more times you do that, right. the worse it is. And you want to kind of schedule, too, some of these things to where you have minimal impact on your businesses and folks downtown too, you know, like right in the middle of Christmas or whatever, you, you, I know we had to do even working at night some in, in places, I don't know how y'all handle that, but that will be something that needs to be considered as well. On our agency side, we're going ahead with the environmental for the pool area, you know, no cost or anything to y'all, but we can take what Good uh, Mills has done and we can go ahead and get the, you know, solicit input from the various agencies that have to make, you know, environmental concurrence with the project. We'd like to get that up front. That's not necessarily a requirement of the grant, but we found it always better if we can say shovel ready is a bad term, but if you've got all that environmental, you got your money in place, you can really be ready to go if, you know, you proceed with the project. Well, Kenneth, I need to clear up something for the council. Yeah. When we first talked about this, we talked about maybe our, the possibility of us getting $450,000 right. a grant. And uh, as we work through this thing and try to determine what might be available and what is our best shot at what money, I think now we're down to two fifty. dollars It's a different type of grant. But we feel like because of the tight grant we're applying for, we'll stand a good chance of getting that money. Whereas if we went the other route, we might get totally be out of it before we even start because it's so competitive. So I just wanted to explain that to the council uh, because I've not had a chance to do that. And also, I, I asked Kenneth, I know in years past that we've seen some projects done in some smaller towns where they've got megabucks to do their projects from Washington and what have you. 
And I asked Kenneth today, I said, Kenneth, what if we put this project on hold and wait to see if there's funds available for like maybe a million dollars to do this project later? And, you know, I'm being told, well, you know, the shape of the economy and Washington in the shape it's in, you know, you may be looking way down the road before you can expect to get megabucks to do this project. So it looks like that if we're going to do it, it's something we're going to have to bear most of the burden to do. I just want to make get that clear to everybody. May I ask if, if we're going to have to bear most of the burden? I'm understanding that we're doing the bigger pie, more of the bigger pie at one time as opposed to slices. How much then, A, how much would probably be more of the city's cost, and B, how long a project would we be talking about to implement all this? Well, I think it's going to depend on what the council decides they want to do. If they want to do it in just that one three block area that we first started talking about, or if they want to do the whole, whole ball away and do the crop. And, you know, we've got to look and see how much monies we've got available that we can put into it. And then we'll have to look at probably some financing for the rest of it. Well, well, going, let's be optimistic for the moment and go to the cross. Uh, what, uh, what shall we say would be the, the, bigger, the bigger end of it? As opposed to three blocks, how much would be the whole thing be well, talking about? Millions or talking? Oh, you didn't get a copy. Is it possible to give him a copy? Yeah. You're looking at from two, one million two fifty on the first uh, proposal on those three lower blocks going down past uh, First Baptist Church, and then going north one block and east and west a block each way another three blocks. Yeah. It's increasing it to two million six hundred thousand, but there's a lot more cost that I can see in there for the underground electrical, simply because, and I think there's more cost on everything. But I'm just mm -hmm. pointing that one area out yeah. because it, it there's a lot of big. When I look at it, there's a lot of big lines and things up there at that courthouse that's going to have to be moved, and that could be. Am I right, Ronnie? It's a lot more expensive. And generally, you know, especially at the courthouse, for instance, they have an overhead a line there on the south <coughs> side of the courthouse. And if we go underground there, there's going to be, uh, going to require us to bore from the Dexter Avenue. There's a pole up there on the northwest corner of the courthouse compound there. We have to bore around to a pad mount transformer. There's a lot of things to do along going east and west on that well, street there, on the you south can side. See that, yeah. too. And much of that is telephone company, and but you know we're on top, and you know we're gonna have to come down first before they do. It's 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 expensive, and it's and it's there's a lot to well, it. Well, that raises a question for me, um, telephone company. Have we got with them to see what their cost is going to be? We've estimated some cost. The number you see on there for overhead power relocation. Not just the cost of meltdown fire. That yeah. that's greater than the cost of our fire gave us. Okay. We've built in some contingency for telephone and other utilities. Right. Would the I know that you're going to be trying to see the commission on Monday. Right. Just checking with Brooke. What you're going to be asking for is pretty much permission to or 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 support. Approve support. You're not looking for dollars from the from the county, are you? We've not asked for dollars yet. Yeah. No, we're not asking for any money. Yeah. But no. asking for support Monday would not would not uh, 
forced to not to, to give any money that uh, in but the future. I, I, I can't answer that because I've not actually talked to the council about this. All I'm going for Monday is actually to ask them to support our project okay. and to do a resolution to support our project. Okay. We do need their cooperation. Regardless of, of any funding from them, this is just... We would appreciate anything they could do, but we're, at this time we're not asking We're just asking for at least for us to let us go through and do this work. And we're not doing any work on that their side over there. Those That work was done a few years ago, yeah. and it's going to pretty much blend in with what we're doing, so we won't be doing anything on their sidewalks other than the wires, the lines. Did you ask also, Ed, regarding a time frame? Did you yeah, yeah, well, a general time frame we're talking, because businesses will want to know, you know, sure. how long there's going to be, could be a disruption. We're talking about a two-year period, a three-year period, or, or what we're... Yeah, if the application is due on May the 15th, of course, we'll have the public hearing next week. We'll have the resolution considered for y'all to move forward on this thing. Get the date on the resolution, but anyway, uh, May the 15th it goes in. It will probably be August, September before they make awards on grants. Could be a little sooner, but that would be probably my estimate. So, time they get the bureaucracy through, it'd be probably January, February before we would be getting ready for, for construction kind of thing. Maybe about this time next year. Well, if, it's successful. If, the, if you start early next year, then we are talking about a year's project, two years' project. Probably nine to 12 months construction. Nine to 12 months, yes. Okay. But not everything would be disrupted at once, which are not, yeah, not, yeah, not all at one time, all, it would just be parts, you know, just in and out for those, that period. All these grants are federal grants, is that right? Yes, there'd be a deck of grant that's just it's uh, federal money that comes down to the state, and then the state doles it out. It's got all the federal requirements. Yes, sir. You said it would be a community grant? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. CDBG, Community okay. Development Block Grant, Community Enhancement. They've got different deals there. We're going to look at other funding sources, too. Um, uh, we, we had a deck of the kind of take a look at this project the other day. And, and they suggested we might try to look at some energy for the lighting type thing. We'll look into that. You know, that was a big deal a couple of years ago. I don't know if the energy uh, grants are still available, but we want to consider those, as well as other things. And uh, what I would like to see, and, and I'm seeing uh, community support again, uh, for this project, but I would also like to see some of our clubs maybe come together and see if there's anything that they might want to do to help us, especially with the decorative lighting. Yeah, the decorative lighting is, I don't see in this, but that would be, uh, it would be in this. It's there, it's out of 17. 17, okay. Oh, yes. If I start to read off, one of the keys to the grant. What you said, Mayor, is that they have uh, you know extra points for working with nonprofit, faith-based groups. Uh, but anybody that can put money into the project, you know, like like you know the downtown folks, uh, 
organization, that is a, a big thing, or they're going to maintain or the beautification, whatever groups that you have that, that can be involved in it, you know, that's, that's a wonderful thing. Here's a small point. Absolutely. Help us to get since I haven't graduated from picture pages, I see landscaping. Would that mean bushes and trees and whatever that you put along the sidewalk that, uh, that you would have some? Or the landscaping would occur at the intersection. Yeah. Wouldn't be as much yeah, landscaping yeah. along the path, more at the intersection. More at the intersection. Okay. Yeah, there's a copy of this out in the hall on the table. And it will Okay. So this is much more than just the, the underground lines in other words. This is this is going more toward real. You'll see a difference. It's a finished product. It will be a finished product on that part of the Everybody be wanting to move in. Anything else? Any comment from the from any of the visitors? When will this come up at the council probably to approve? We're having a public hearing Monday night at 5.30 before our council meeting. Would it be approved at the council? At the following council meeting would it be at the, uh, oh, the next? We, we've got to talk to the council about that after they've heard the presentation today for the first time. Okay. I've been involved in it and uh, they've been involved in bits and pieces of it. But Has the committee, I see the committee over there, but have they given any input in this? Or? They will, I'm sure. Mayor, as long as I can remember, there's always been a downtown revitalization project going on in Alabama. And to the, honest, to, to the life of me, I, can never, I cannot put my hands on anything that ever actually happened. And uh, of course, we're having to go with the, the water and sewer project to get the basic problem. You know, that's a problem that's in Hamilton that was probably not in Ewing or Winfield or Hackbar, but that's a problem we've got. And you know, as a group, we all we said that you know if, if we could get that done, just get that done. That would be just wonderful. We think for the downtown merchants because you know they get their businesses get flooded, and you know times, and that's what you know we're trying to do. But this other just being just wonderful. I, you know, that's, that's you know it's just wonderful. If we could get that done. Well, we'll we'll put our pencil to it and see what the city can do. You know, that's, that's it's well, a community effort. That's for sure. And Kenneth, did you say, could you go over one more time about what will be underground? I know electrical, outbound power, uh, sewage, uh, water, uh, telephone? Yeah, we're not as much putting electrical and telephone underground as relocating it away from the downtown area. Some of those lines will be relocated behind the businesses. Uh, some of it will be underground. The courthouse service, I think, will be underground. But more of it will be relocated outside of this downtown area. So you don't see the overhead lines, you don't see the problem. So then again, what's underground? Water, sewer, storm drainage. And storm drainage. Yeah. And, and you've done studies, you know, I'm just new coming on here, 
again, but I've been familiar with, like Dale said, for years, that it was a problem that just, well, it demands to be fixed. You know, it's not fair to those merchants. I don't know how they stayed there as long as they are putting up <clears throat> with these issues. But, uh, well, I think from the way when, when our people started looking at this and trying to determine how to approach of trying to get some grant monies and going in downtown and looking at the situation in these buildings. And it was deemed a slum and blight area that tells us it's time to do something. We don't want our town a slum and blight area, or I don't. <laughs> so I think it's time that we take an active um, approach to this problem. Mayor Sarah, hey, could you go a little bit in detail when you say a 50-year flood plan, that's not just going back with what we have presently, but that's preparing us for that 50-year flood with larger lines to accommodate incoming businesses or merchants or loft apartments or whatever our downtown desires to grow to. Right. Is that correct? Yeah, a lot of your storm drains in place now are way undersized. You've got Place you've got 12 inch pipes in the ground that are half full of silt, so they're blowing about six inches. You know, we're, we have done some hydraulic calculations to see what size pipes need to be in place for a 50 year flood. Obviously, we'd love to design a 100 year flood or a 500 year flood, but those have become cost prohibitive pretty quick. But uh, you know, the size pipes we're putting in will easily handle a flood that would occur once every 50 years. And what is the usual design standard for us? 25 is typical. So we've done try to go a little bit higher than that. Standard. Obviously, if you get a flood that occurs once every 100 years, it's difficult to design a storm drainage system to take that. It's not difficult to design, it's difficult to pay for it. So the plan that's up there is on a 50-year 50 50 flood. That's right. Any other comments or questions from the audience? If Mayor, not, counsel. I would like to say, the plan that I look at as far as relocating the overhead facilities and getting the, the street cleaned up, it is dependent on getting rights away from any private property owners that we might, you know, incur our lines on. Uh, a lot of that will be on city right of way. It's not going to be a problem, public right of way. But anything that we do, you know, we may incur a little bit extra cost, but I think the contingency fund that, that he's included will probably cover that. Thank you. Anything else? What about the council? Any questions? I don't think there's any doubt that all of us will be in favor of doing this project, but we have to sit down and look at the finances, see what we can do. Because I mean, we, I think all of us wanted to say, yeah, we want to do it, but we've got to be able to pay for it. So. And that's one of the things we'll have to look at in the coming weeks. Anybody else? If not, do I have a motion to adjourn? I'll make that motion. Got it? Second. Okay. All in favor? Uh -huh. You want to run there? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Oh, we are. Thank you. 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 Thank you.